0: are listening to the core stories podcast these are stories about lives that intersect with jesus i'm emily the communications director at otter creek church tim and melissa mckay sat down with me to talk about the challenges that come with raising a son who has autism and the blessings that come from community
1: Uh, my name is tim mckay
0: and i'm melissa mckay
1: uh When I was a senior in high school, um, I locked my keys in the car uh, at a grocery store one night and uh, Melissa's family stopped and asked me if I needed help. Um, And then a little while later...
0: Um, it It was prom season and I was complaining that I didn't have a date and my mom said, why don't you ask that cute guy from the grocery store parking lot? I was like, oh gosh, no, he's just a friend of mine. We have trade class together. And she's like, but he's so cute. I think you should ask him. So I was like, all right, fine. Just to get my mother off my back, I'm like, okay, I will ask the guy from my math class, will you go to prom with me? I gave him a note after math class. And he said, yes, he would go, thinking I had a crush on him. And why, really, I why, just.
1: Why wouldn't she have a crush on me? <laughs> I was really cute after all. <laughs>
0: I just thought we were going as friends, and so we went to the prom. That was our first date, junior-senior prom, mm-hmm. and then he asked me out uh, a couple of weeks later to another event, still thinking, well, you know, we're kind of friends. It would be fun, and after a few dates, we're like, okay, I guess we're kind of dating now. So, so we're high school sweethearts.
1: Uh, so we grew up in upstate South Carolina in the Greenville-Spartanburg area, Uh, We went to uh, James F. Burns High School.
0: And then um, both ended up at Clemson. Um, I attended just for about a year uh, before we got married. We got married really young. (laughs) I was 19 and Tim was 20. So... um, And then he finished his education at Clemson, and after Clemson, we decided to take a job out here in Nashville, Tennessee, to be closer to Tim's dad. So we've lived in Nashville for 21 years. We got married in 93, so Mm -hmm. Pierce was born in 98, and Reagan was born in 2001. So we've been married almost 24 years. Pierce was born about five weeks premature, and he was a little slow on his milestones, which we thought, um, we were told it was to be expected because he was a preemie. Uh, But around the one-year mark, he started losing some language, so uh, we were a little concerned. And uh, around a year and a half, he started getting some speech therapy, and it wasn't until Reagan came along in 2001 that a lot more of his behaviors changed and were a lot more noticeable, and so we started to pursue testing on him. And he was kind of borderline on the first couple of tests, and it wasn't until he was five that we got an autism diagnosis on him.
1: Uh, it was a it was an especially challenging time, I would say. Um, when you get a diagnosis like that, um, it, it's not it, it's probably different than than other things, other di- medical diagnoses you might get, um, because there's you know it's not like you go in and say. Uh, this is something we're going to fix and cure. Uh, but it is something you start taking action on. Um, and so we had, um, I would say we had, we started focusing more on trying to get into early intervention and things like that. Um, but you do kind of mourn a little bit some of the possibilities that maybe now you see are you know, going to be difficult to get to down the road, kind of where you thought you were going to wind up with your child?
0: Yeah. Um, I've told people v- before it's, um, it's you're grieving a loss, and it's really the loss of an idea that you had for, or the expectations that you had for this child and their future, uh, left with a lot of questions. And for me personally, It sent me on a road of depression and I'd actually had a couple of diagnosed clinical depressions or one diagnosed clinical depression before that Um, so with this coming on um, got me on medication and I was I was on medication for many many years and um, it was, yeah, it was a really challenging time for our family. That was a really, 2003 was a really hard year. Mm-hmm. I definitely questioned where God was um, during the time of my depression. It was really hard to, to form prayers at that time and just and talk to God. And I felt in such a dark hole that I just didn't even feel God's presence around I know it was there but because of the depression I just couldn't feel it and fortunately I had friends and family that were praying me through it
1: especially in those early days of, of Chris's diagnosis when you know, Melissa was taking care of so much of the home life stuff. She was home full time with the kids. Um, you know, I was very busy with my career, trying to you know be the be the provider for the family. Um, it was it was challenging to see uh, the struggle she was going through and still putting in all the work that she needed to put in. Um, it was definitely hard to find. What can I really do to to help in this situation? Um, do I try and be upbeat and you know be positive and everything's going to be okay? Um, you do wonder, just like what do I what do I pray for in this situation? Um, you know, do I, you, I found myself asking just more questions than than answers of what what should I pray for here, God? Do I Should I be bold and say, you know, please make my child like every other child? You know, that image that we had of that, you know, the image we had in our mind of what our child was going to be like. Do I, you know, do I be pragmatic and say, you know, just help us get through this next week? Um, I, you know, there was a lot of questions that I still, that I had of just, what do I even ask for here? Just feel, uh, kind of helpless and and just kind of in the dark on where do we even go right now? Um, I would say that for for me at least, and most even mm-hmm. say what you think. Uh, it there is there wasn't a you know, a lightning bolt moment where I said yes God has arrived and delivered us from this situation it was just many many small things over a really long period of time um, you know, whether it was uh, you know friends that said hey you know let us watch the kids while y'all go out um, whether um, you know one one thing I will say is is not something I ever would have prayed for and asked for specifically, but has been one of the greatest blessings to me and Melissa is our daughter Reagan, and yeah, uh, uh, you know, she's the she's the chronologically the little sister um, in this relationship, um, but. Uh, she has been just in reality a caring older sister um, to her brother Um, she's very gentle and understanding um, and has developed her own relationship with pierce that is uh, very rich and full and uh, Unique to her and Pierce, um, probably even compared to the relationship that I have with Pierce or the relationship that Melissa has with Pierce. Um, and watching how she has grown up and developed over the years has, really, honestly, been one of the, the greatest blessings we could have ever gotten.
0: I've been asked before if if I'm angry that it took us so long to get. A diagnosis of autism for Pierce. Um, nowadays, parents can get a diagnosis as early as like a year and a half, two years old. Um, I think Pierce may have been in a better place at this point if we had been on the treating autism track earlier than just the we're dealing with a speech delay thing early on. But I tell people that I think because it took us so long to get that diagnosis, we had Reagan. If I had known earlier on that we were dealing with autism and this was going to be a lifelong challenge for us, I don't know that we would have decided to have more children. But with the mindset of, well, this is just a speech delay, and it's something that he's going to to overcome, we weren't afraid to to add to our family and, and half Reagan. And I can look back now and go, okay, that's that's one of the reasons it took us so long to get that autism diagnosis. There was there was a reason
1: in there one reason I love Jesus is that he puts us in a community of people um, that in a lot of ways are selfless to a point that they didn't have to be that people choose to be selfless when they follow Jesus Um, you know and there are there are Many many people that have served Melissa and I, um, but the people that really to me stand out um, were when we when we first came to Otter Creek um, and and were putting Pierce into the children's ministry. Um, the the children's ministers were wonderful and uh, very accommodating to us which was great. Um, I, I can't say enough good things about Janet and Melanie, uh, but the thing that has blessed us more than anything else and that, that I ascribe to, you know, God's spirit is the attitude that the boys that are in Pierce's grade have displayed over the years. Um, you know, I, I remember being a teenager, and you know, we we generally like conformity when it comes to you know our friends that we are uh, associating with and around. Um, Those boys have taken him in and and you know been protective of him and allowed peers to participate in. Everything that the youth group has done over the years um, joyfully and and with excitement and uh, Just that God provides us with a community that where that happens uh, is, is really special to me
0: The thing I love most about Jesus I grew up with a mindset that I had to be a good enough person to to make it to heaven one day. That there's this giant checklist of things that I have to do to get there. And when Pierce came along, part of that mindset in me said, what if he's never able To say, I want Jesus in my heart and I want to be baptized and be a member of of Jesus' family. What's going to happen? And it's taken me a while to realize Jesus wants Pierce too. Pierce may never ever be able to say, I love Jesus and I want Jesus to be my personal Savior. But Jesus doesn't care. He wants Pierce anyway. And that's what I love the most about him. Core Stories is a ministry of the Otter Creek Church in Brentwood, Tennessee. To find more stories, go to ottercreek.org stories and follow us on Instagram at ottercreekchurch.